Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. We may say unto him, What doest thou? And today, in the Word of the King, uh, my brother Jay Wolfgang is going to bring forth a message to you straight from the infallible, inerrant, perfect, preserved Word of God. Uh, I pray now, may the incredible seed of the Word of God, which lives in Nevada forever, by the power of the Holy Spirit, minister to your soul. Tonight I want to get into my own personal testimony. Now, uh, first off, the preacher can't see the one on his arm. He ain't going to be pressing the buttons to find out what it says. And he sure enough can't see the one on the wall. Now, and you all start looking, and I hear you mumbling about the time we're going to add 30 minutes to the message. All right? So, uh, Root, don't be looking at the clock on the wall. Got it? Oh, you got your cake in the oven? Well, it's toast. Now, it's toast, all right? It's definitely a charcoal briquette. I heard you like charcoal briquettes anyway. I want to make sure that you're not asleep, so that's why I want you to respond, okay? Uh, see, if, if, if all I hear out of you is that strange thing comes up out of your throat and it comes roaring up out of your mouth you know when you get your head lean you know i'm gonna help you out here when you get that you get your head leaned down and, and, and you go and that strange noise that comes up out of your throat and that's the only response i hear from you i know something's wrong now i'd like to continue on as i did from part one of my testimony here on the word of the king but now I want to continue on. This is part two. We were just at speaking of my life when I was young. Now, speaking of when I was young also, there was some other songs by Red Sylvine that also were a great influence in my life two others that I'd like to bring to your attention at this time that I'm going to put kind of back to back if you will just as I did with the teddy bear song and the other song by Minnie Pearl but these two I'm going to put back to back if you will both of these are by Red Soul Line and one is about how children should think and consider their father. It's called My Dad. The second song is a song that I want you to think about. It's called I Dreamed about Mama last night. Now, as I said, a lot of these songs, and then when you think about them in relationship to my upbringing with the kind of shows I was, I mean, since I didn't get the chance to re have the remote control for the TV in my hand, Obviously, they didn't have remote control, but still, I wasn't allowed to touch the TV. So I had to uh, 
watch what they watched. They had a lot of influence on me. And my grandfather and them training me the way they did. These had a lot of influence. So I want you to listen to the lyrics of these two songs. My dad and I dreamed about mama last night by Red Selvine. Today, I've been counting the many blessings in the family my dad raised. All the love we shared through the years has come back to me in many ways. And today, my mind flashed back to my childhood days. I recall my first day of school and how much it hurt my dad to see me start off in patched up blue jeans. But dad, today that's the style. My boy won't go anywhere without his patched up jeans. They're old and faded and they look like they've never been cleaned. And I remember Sunday school and how I'd get mad when you'd make me go. But now I can see why that was so important to you. Because we prayed together and we stayed together. Now, my dad was a man that knew his own mind. And I remember when he'd call us all together and he'd say, family, it's love and time. His world was built around mom and the four kids they raised. And I can still see the smile that always came on mama's face each time dad would say the table grace. The house was filled with lots of noise. But when we got too loud, Dad would always say, Oh, those devilish boys. There was three of us. The fourth was a girl. Well, you know Dad had a choice. A favorite, that is. But he'd say, I love one just as much as I love the other. Oh, would you look at her? She looks just like her mother. I've heard a lot of other people talk about my dad and talk about the things that he'd done when he was young. Because I might be a little bit prejudiced, but he was the best in the county when it came to a contest in games. Because he could outrun, outbox, outshoot any of the professionals that came to town. Now, my dad was a good man. And his family came first. And he did his best for us. And I know sometimes he worked till it hurt. The Depression wasn't an easy time. A dollar a day was the pay back then. And I remember my dad leaving the house before daybreak and walking 14 miles to get to work without being late. Oh, I guess everyone remembers the good times and the bad. Good times were happy, bad times were sad. And when I'd do something wrong, he'd straighten me out with his hand or a belt out behind the house. But now, Mama didn't raise her voice or fuss when we get out of hand. She'd just say, now that's enough. And if we didn't obey, she'd tell Dad what was wrong. And without a question, Dad would lay it on. While we picked cotton, chopped cotton, stacked hay, pulled corn. Well, that's the way we made our living back then on the farm. But things are different now. Because it's like a new world we're living in. Everything's a mad rush. Not enough time for friends. And when I think of my dad... It makes me proud, you see, because he gave so much of himself to make life easier for me. 
Now, not everyone is lucky as I am to have a father who wanted the best for me out of life. And now when I hear a church bell chime, it's almost like my dad saying, family, it's loving time. So why don't you go to your dad right now and tell him you love him? And I'll bet you a dollar against a dog biscuit that it will mean more to him than any gift that money could ever buy. Because, you know, you can't ever repay him for all the things he's done for you. And the best way I know to let him know is just say, Daddy, I love you. She'd call and we'd reply But we were all too young back then To understand the reason why Until the last one returned She'd always keep a light For Mama couldn't sleep Until she'd kissed us all goodnight She had to know that we were safe Before she went to rest Cause she seemed to fear the world might harm the ones she loved the best And once she said When you've grown to women and to men Perhaps I'll sleep The whole night through I may be different then And so It seemed that night and day We knew a mother's care That always when we got back home We'd find her Waiting there And then came the night That we were called together around her bed the children are all with you now, the kindly doctor said. And in her eyes there gleamed again that old-time tender light that told us that she'd been waiting just to know that we were all right. Then she smiled that old familiar smile and prayed to God to keep her children safe from harm throughout the years. And then she went to sleep. As many can see from the kind of songs of my childhood, 
it's painfully obvious that, <laughs> no, those songs weren't going to save me. I'll say you that. But they would have a strong influence going into, obviously, the Church of Christ. And then later, as you're going to hear, other Christian denominations and having a grandfather who was Catholic who would not put up with no mess, it would be very easy for me to choose to get saved. But it was also easy for me to choose to go to the world and to the devil because of my father and that. But I had to make that choice. But something important, when you listen to the music and you also think of the movies that were a big influence... Some might say that, and especially when a lot of people listen to the kind of preaching that I do, some might say I'm the modern-day Martin Luther King Jr. of today. Yes, I'm the Elijah to the churches but more to the point on the Martin Luther King Jr., if you will, to the churches, the Elijah to the churches that comes out and tells them, you need to repent, and you need to repent big time for your prejudice of those with inconveniences, your prejudice against people of whether people, the, you, you, you got your nose stuck up, the I'm sorry. I'm going to say this, and I I'm going to step on some toes right now, and I'm just going to pull over and park. Whether it's the blacks to the whites, the whites to the blacks, the American to the Indian, the Indian to the American. Well, excuse me, Americans. It was you who took the Indians' land, so you ain't got no right to stick your nose up. <laughs> uh, so I. The short hair to the long hair, the long hair to the short hair, the rich to the poor, the poor to the rich. I mean, as I pointed out, and I'm going to point out again, I've pointed out in many sermons, who or what is normal is a good question that was once asked. The answer is Jesus Christ. He is the only one who is normal. And what is normal? Sinlessness. And none of us are sinless outside of Jesus Christ. So none of us meets that qualification except for God, who is Jesus Christ. So it took me to learn that after I got saved. So none of us out there that are listening can say we are sinless, and none of us could say we are Jesus, so none of us fit that. So we need to quit getting our nose stuck up because we think that we're perfect, and oh, well, I'm an Indian, or I'm an American, or I'm a Jew, or I'm a Gentile, or I'm a, I'm a this, I'm a... When you start with I'm a blank, you got some sort of prejudice. Uh, wait a minute. They're not blind people. They're people that happen to be blind. They're not deaf people. They're people that happen to be deaf, etc., etc. So, excuse me. Why don't we get off this prejudice kick 
as I've said, I'm the, you could say the Martin Luther King Jr. of the modern day preachers. And I'm going to say it this way. Martin Luther King Jr. had it right way back then. And, and his message still needs to be preached today. But it needs to be preached on all fronts. Not just about the blacks to the whites. It needs to be preached on all fronts. And that includes those that are inconvenienced. And if you don't believe that. And, uh, and it needs to be preached on the front for the poor to these churches. Because how many poor people do you see as preachers behind a pulpit or doing anything to church, you need to hear Martin Luther King's message again. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a country where they're not judged. In this case, not so much about their skin, but not judged by their blank but by the content of their character. And you could fill in the blank with whatever you like, chump. Amen. Amen. And I will say once again, Amen. I was raised, as I went through school, what they knew to be different types of education for the blind. They they called it the resource room and then there was also your self-contained classroom and then and what these are these are types of models of education to help a blind person to get through school well by the time I hit the third fourth and fifth grades I did not need to be in a special classroom for the blind all I needed it for is the materials, the large print materials and their special design TV thing they called a CCTV to where it would enlarge my books on the TV screen, like, you know, like, the, like our TV screen here, okay? It would take the print. Can you imagine, Tim, I want you to picture this. Picture the print in your Bible, but almost six inches to a foot tall. <laughs> He's laughing at that one. <laughs> you, it looks like it's going to go, Shut up and get you. <laughs> and what was really cool is when I got to high school and I uh, in junior high, you remember the old dissecting classes? And they did the frog. Oh, that was so fun doing the frog. Uh, picture this. I got to gross out my whole class. I, I had that big machine, right? Picture this. Oh, I, this is so cool. This is so cool. Uh, uh, all the kids are going to want to do this. Have one of the machines. It, 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 picture the head of a pin looks like about four inches wide, right? So this frog, the teacher goes, well, it's over by this little kind of slimy area over near the liver, right? He, that's what he tells me, right? And I got this frog under this machine, and everything's huge, right? So I go, oh, you, and the teacher's name is Mr. Knutson, right? And I got my partner over there, and everybody, just about that time, I go, oh, you mean this area, Mr. Knutson? I wiggle it under that thing. The whole thing's real huge, right? And everybody happens to look toward that thing right about then, and everybody goes, loses their cookies. <laughs> and the teacher goes, Mr. Knutson goes, Mr. Wolfgang. That's it. You're out of here. I'm just going to pass you out of here. <laughs> That's the end of dissecting for you. 
that was so funny. That, I, that was me. The kids always wanted to pick on me because of my blindness, but tell you what, want to pick on me about my legal blindness, but it, it, it had its advantages. <laughs> and so, as I said, I was going to the Church of Christ, and then, and like I said, I was gifted. I was running with the best of you kids. The sighted classes I just said. Here I was. That science class that I grossed out was the advanced. I was, I was running with the best of them in the advanced math, the advanced science classes. I was, and I was, look, buddies, and I don't mean to brag, and God help me. I'm not trying to brag to be puffed up. I'm doing this only for honesty. And God knows I'm being honest here. I wasn't just the best in the advanced class. I was top dog in them classes. I was top dog in those sighted classes. I was giving you guys a run for your money. <laughs> and, and that's not just idle boasting. That was truth. Okay? So then the city of Ashtabula, Ashtabula County, decided... When I was in the eighth, in the seventh grade, getting ready to go to the eighth, my brother Tommy, who was legally blind, he was in the eighth, getting ready to go to the ninth grades. They decided they was going to no longer pay to have the special low vision classes and all that kind of stuff. They were now going to bus all of the kids that were blind and or deaf down to the schools for the blind, the special schools for the blind in Columbus. Now, at this point, you need to understand, I had had religious training at the Church of Christ. But, I'm still lost as a dog. Still lost... It's homemade sin. Still going straight to hell on a sled with grease runners. Don't know Jesus from Adam's house cat. So, I go to the blind school. And down at the blind school... I wanted to be part of the in crowd, just like everybody wants to be a part of the in crowd of any place. Just like, you know, I mean, over at the sighted classes, I want to be part of the in crowd, so the only way to be there was to be a brainiac. Well, to be at the blind school, <laughs> being a brainiac, well, that really didn't put me much in the in crowd there because there were some pretty smart kids there, and yeah, well, I was able to be pretty good, but that really didn't help much, so I had to have another edge. So to be in the in crowd, the one thing that everybody was doing was going to the Catholic Church. Oops. Not the best thing to be in the in crowd with, okay? Why? Because that's another cult. But that, of course, made my grandmother happy. Because she, by this time, had followed my grandfather into the Catholic Church, and that made her, oh, happy as a clam that I was going to now... Instead of go to Church of Christ, where my dad had wanted me to go all the time, instead now I'm wanting to go to the Catholic Church. 
But remember, as I said, I was a brainiac. I picked up on things rather quickly. I could just pick up on things quick. And I was. I was a whiz kid on things. I could just pick up on things. My wife will tell you, you get me a new product around here like a VCR or a DVD player, it don't take me long to just, boom, I'm going on it. You know, jump on it like a frog, man. And so, lo and behold, I went down there. Started going to Catholic Church. Started to take the catechism and all that stuff to become indoctrinated. It's basically what it is. And still lost as a dog on a sled going to hell. Okay? And lo and behold, I get into their thing. And next thing you know, the priest sees how good I'm doing. After he he gets me bat in there and I get baptized finally. Of course, nothing more. That's worse than being bat getting so-called baptized in the Church of Christ, which I never was. But I had seen them baptized. At least they baptized by immersion in the Church of Christ. But I was baptized in the Catholic Church. They sprinkle. They sprinkle. <laughs> Uh, they do the same thing, but at least a little better in the Amish church, they pour. <laughs> okay? The Amish church, at least they pour the water over your head a little bit. <laughs> but <laughs> in the Catholic church, they just sprinkle you. <laughs> like, that's going to do a lot of good, okay? But they sprinkle you, okay? With the holy water. <laughs> so, then I started uh, taking some other classes, other catechism type classes and doing going to confessions and all this good stuff and saying my hail marys yeah right <laughs> nothing to hail her about anyway okay and doing all this stuff and stringing my beads and all that stuff doing a rosary and all that happy stuff yeah right happy my foot but um going there and next thing you know he the father he ain't my father but still the same but since my real father my physical father wasn't acting like one I guess I took him on as one since well yeah, yeah I had to have somebody right so uh, he saw how good I was doing he said hey, you know I want you to be an altar boy and I said hey, you know hey, not, why not and when all the kids at the Catholic at the blind school heard about it oh why? They, they they jumped on that, and that made me really feel good because now I'm really in the in crowd, right? Hey, he's going to be an altar boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm really in the in crowd, right? But yeah, right. What kind of altar boy am I over here in the in crowd, being an altar boy, and at this time now already starting to smoke a pipe and listen to rock music, right? Uh, yeah, I, I just said that. I, that. That's what I was doing. Listen to heavy, and I don't mean just regular rock. We're talking heavy rock, heavy metal rock. Okay? We're talking like uh, uh, Wasp. <laughs> you ever hear the group Wasp? <laughs> Poison. We're talking that kind of junk. That's what I was listening to, okay? And I was listening to that junk and being an, <laughs> an altar boy. <laughs> I know, I'm over here laughing about it because that's the kind of junk I was doing, right? 
But God had something up. Now, Tim, I want you to get ready with my scripture because I'm about to play a song that leads into this, okay? Because this song tells you where I'm about to head into, okay? This song tells you that when you hear this, you're going to say, oh, yeah, he's getting ready to get into the good stuff. I want you to listen to this because it does tell you. This is exactly what happened. That's exactly what started to begin to happen. Because what happened was, there was one girl. There was maybe a few others, but one who was really sold out. (laughs) Sold out to Jesus at the blind school. Her name was Gloria Massey. And by her first name, boy, I should have known. By just her first name, boy, some, uh, she, she, she fit her first name, too, Gloria. Because, <laughs> buddy, she was sold out for Jesus. <laughs> and, buddy, she went around that blind school. She carrying under one arm Luke and John, the other 
was the next co- a, a volume or two of the Bible in Braille. And she's looking for anybody. And everybody knew to avoid her, especially if they, if they wanted to uh, stick with, you know, Holy Mother Church. <laughs> but me, I was... I figured, well, I'm good enough. I know about enough about the Catholic faith. I know about enough about Holy Mother Church. I, she ain't going to bother me. Yeah, right. I should have been worried about her. She came around. She came seeking me, next thing you know. And she said, because, see, we used to have what they call open recreation where students could do what they want. They could either go play on the gymnasium or wherever, you know. And so one day she came to me. Oops. <laughs> I thought, yeah, well, I can handle her. Yeah, right. I couldn't handle the Holy Ghost, that is. I thought I could handle her, but I didn't know what the Holy Ghost had in store. He, she started to deal with me. And she started sharing with me scriptures. And, But yet, even though she was sharing with me, and she started telling me about, you know, the Catholic Church was false. Mary was not God even though I thought she was. And she was passing on to me, you know, like in Luke 1 and Luke chapter 2, that Mary was not God, she was not to be worshipped, and that, look, if Mary were God, why would Mary need to go and search for Jesus? Scriptures like that. She was sharing these things with me. I was still not getting it, because the Holy Spirit, even though he was convicting me, it wasn't my time. But finally, one day, she said, okay, I could see that you're just not going to listen. I'll make you a deal. Because I had told her, finally, one day, I just told her, look, would you just get off my back? She said, okay, I'll make you a deal. I'll get off your back under this condition. You come to revival meeting. Well, anybody who, anybody, anybody, anybody who ever knows anything about the Catholic Church knows that they've never had a revival meeting, never will, okay? Well, being a liar and knowing that, to me, nothing wrong with it, but, of course, in the Catholic Church, there's something big time wrong with it, but I was willing to tell a little white lie. Well, sorry, there's no such thing as a little white lie. You could paint your house whatever color you want, and no matter what size it is, it's still a house, okay? But, so, I go and talk, well, I'll come, this being a Sunday night, I didn't go. She asked me Monday morning, where were you? I said, well, well, I wasn't feeling too good. She said, well, it's still on tonight. You coming? Oh, yeah, I guess I'll come. Monday night, she went to revival meeting. I didn't go. Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday morning, what happened to you? Ah, uh, well, had a backache. Well, I know you're going to say, Rats! Especially when I got to the good part. You're wanting to know what happened after that. Well, you're just going to have to wait for part three. Because here on the Word of the King, we're out of time for part two. So you'll find out what happened with me, Gloria, and this revival meeting, and God's working with the Holy Ghost in part three. So, we will catch you in part three, but for now, I will turn this into the hands of our dear brother, Tim Groover, to close us out with part two. Oh, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for cursed 
Be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, we're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God committed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye, and believe the gospel, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse you from all sin, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, mortal, sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness, God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection alone. For by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless you and yours.